Welcome to the First Team College Football Recruiting Show with former NFL QB Matt Sims, Irish Breakdown Recruiting Analyst Ryan Roberts, and former college long snapper Joe DeLeon. We're back here on the First Team. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by former NFL quarterback Matt Sims, also founder of the Sims Complete QB, also third host here, as always, Ryan Roberts. Recruiting analyst for Irish Breakdown. Guys, we've got another great position group to talk about today. We did quarterbacks. If you missed that, go check that episode out. Today, we're talking about running backs. Now, this group, looking at it in a grand scale, doesn't have a Nick Singleton, doesn't have like one of those big names, definitely doesn't have a Derrick Henry that's in this class. But there's a collective of guys that we're going to be discussing on today's show, the top four or four of the top five guys that are strong prospects, some of which have that capability to step in and start right away. Those players that we're discussing today, Ruben Owens, Cedric Baxter, Richard Young, and Isaiah Ogostave. Ryan, I want to kick it to you first. Thoughts on this class overall? And is what my what I said there to open up the show true, that this is maybe not a, a star-studded class, but still has a lot of depth and maybe some guys that end up being contributors as, as freshmen? Yeah, I mean, there's there's extreme talent in this class. I, I would agree, Joe. I, I don't think that this is a the best running back class that we've seen come out of high school ranks in the last couple of years or anything, but I think it's a quality class. And I think one thing that you do have in this class is it may be missing some dynamic players, right? The guys that are going to kind of break a tackle and take it 80 a ton. But what, the players that we have today especially, we've got some hammers in this group, man, some really powerful, strong runners. And I think that we're going to see a lot of players come out of this class and maybe surprise a little bit because they're a little bit, uh, I think, underrated a little bit just mm. from a national perspective, just kind of the class overall. But I'm excited to break down this group because a lot of these guys today, especially a little bit similar, right? Like there's a lot of similar kind of styles and, and, and strengths to these players that are it's really going to be fun to kind of dig into a little bit. Yeah, we ironically ended up picking it felt like two pairings of guys two of which are similar, the other two are very similar, and it worked out perfectly in that way. Matt, from the guys that we watched today, did you get that same sense that there's less a superstar, but yet we've got four complete guys that we're going to be talking about here that are ready to play, maybe don't need as much time uh, to develop or are going to need a couple of years before they step in? Well, I think the main thing that you know jumps off the screen to me right away is just the ability that all four of these players have in the run game in the past game, in special teams. And I think that's a credit, too, to just the generation right now that we're talking about, that this generation plays a lot of seven-on-seven football every summer. And you're running, you're catching, you know, you're throwing. And I think you're just seeing a lot of well-rounded football players here at a very young age. You know, and listen, I think all four of these guys can be those guys that are motioned out of the backfield, you could throw it to them, you know, on first and second down. You know, they're they're guys that you know are complete backs in a way where I think they can run, they can catch, they can run for power. Um, yeah, the game breaking speed. Maybe there's nothing like a, you know, that's like you know a Jamal Charles game breaking speed out there. Um, but nonetheless, I, I was very impressed with just the overall ability by all four of these players. So our first prospect that we're discussing today, Ruben Owens, who Kind of similar to, to Nico Ayala who ended up deciding to go where he was going to play. I know it was a little bit of a, a tongue twister there trying to you get You did that great. One Don't out. worry. You did great. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of similar to Nico, where he makes a decision where there is some 
NIL incentives. Ruben Owens decides to play at Louisville, which we can't really remember the last time a top player at a position group is choosing to play at Louisville. But Ruben Owens is going to be playing for the Cardinals. Number one ranked running back in the class per 247 sports from El Campo High School in El Campo, Texas. Five foot 11, 190 pounds. Now, guys, I watched this guy, and we've already said this, that there's not really a lot of game-breaking speed. I don't get that game-breaking speed from Owens. However, you get a really easy accelerator, a guy that just seems like such a smooth glider. He's not going to be a 4-3 player, but he moves well, and he picks up speed really, really quickly. You got to love the way this guy hits holes and how hard he comes downfield when he has the football. This is usually the word twitchy is used for pass rusher, but that's what I use for Ruben Owens, Ooh. man. He's a twitchy, explosive guy that kind of changes directions really quick. And everything he does, Matt, for me is really explosive and powerful, right? Like his cuts, he gets in and out, and he is able to create power in really tight windows, you know? And even though he's only 190 pounds right now, I think he runs with a whole lot more power than maybe you would anticipate for 190 pound back. And this is why, although committed to Louisville, Joe, I mean, this is there's reason why... Texas A&M and some other big-time programs are still coming hard after Ruben Owens to try to get him to flip because he's an explosive, really physical player for his size. He kind of reminds me a little bit, and this isn't a perfect comp because Travis Etienne had game-breaking speed, Mm -hmm. but just in short spaces, just kind of the ability to change direction and be explosive, kind of get some Travis Etienne vibes in short spaces. That's kind of what I see with Ruben Owens. And was Travis Etienne like that explosive, like and even more so explosive in high school? Just to give me, you know, some some knowledge or background on that. He he was he so he was actually a little smaller at that point, Matt. I'm pretty sure right. he was only about one eighty five, one ninety. So like he was even more like you know, well, you saw Clemson. He's kind of grew into his body a little bit. He right. was between two hundred five and two fifteen ish by the end there. But he was always kind of that guy that was just like dumb explosive in tight spaces and i think this is probably why a lot of teams do have interest in ruben owens too because when i see him at the 511 190 frame that he's listed at you know i don't know what do you guys think i think when i see him on film he doesn't look 511 he looks bigger to me he looks like longer legged for some reason i'm not really sure why like you know when i first saw him i was like 511 i don't think so man like he's definitely like a six foot six one looking running back um but was really impressed with the fact of just like his patience as a runner. I think that his vision is really top notch. And, you know, one of the things that I kind of alluded to earlier in the opener too, is just that I thought he's a very natural pass catcher and his ability to receive punts and kickoffs is another, just a fantastic attribute to him. And then really like the main thing that I thought was just like, man, okay, this dude is like a natural running back was those jump cuts that you mentioned. Mm. I mean, there were so many times where he literally goes to a complete stop, shifts his weight going left or right, and then immediately gets vertical from that position. And those are things that like when you're a young running back, you know, you could just see that like kid's been playing running back a long time. He's comfortable with the football in his hand. He's comfortable with people around him in traffic. And and that was mainly, you know, the the top you know, thing for me on the list of, of what I saw from him. Yeah. I love, I love the, I love the mention of the vision too, Matt, because I feel like people just talk about vision, just kind of working at the line of scrimmage, but the vision shows off in the open field too, man. Like he's got great spatial awareness to him. He just kind of has a knack for understanding where, where a defender is kind of setting them up in space and then the ability to change direction, obviously take advantage of that. One of the things I always love about running backs is when they return kicks, you brought that up, Matt. And, to go in line with that vision that we're talking about, the spatial awareness to recognize defenders, you kind of see that kick return game 
when he's in space, when he gets to that second level, when he starts to move past the line of scrimmage, he knows how to get to the outside and to finish off a play. You watch his highlights. It's him breaking out, getting to the sideline and scoring long rushing touchdowns. He had probably the most long rushing touchdowns out of any of these guys in their highlight tapes that we've watched. I don't know what his total yards over 20 yards was off the top of my head. However, that kick return ability, that open field awareness, that's what makes this guy number one because these guys have similar athletic builds, some of them different than others. We're going to talk about two other guys that are a little bit more power-based, but a guy like Ruben Owens, what is going to make him somebody if he still decides to go and play at Louisville is he's going to be able to play right away because of that vision, because he is more caught up and ready to deal with everything that's going to be happening in front of him. Now, he's obviously going up against high school athletes, but that edge is going to help someone like him be ready to contribute either as a freshman or maybe as a redshirt freshman pretty early on. Yeah, and he's definitely someone that I could see is going to be utilized early and often like in screens, putting him out into empty formations and letting him say, hey, man, if we have get man coverage, you are going to beat this linebacker in space every time. I just I can't get over the fact that just like he was really – smooth and agile with just like maybe the few catches that we saw on film but again just how natural he was at catching the football and and transitioning up the field from that so I was I was very impressed and I do think that there's a lot of room for growth for this young athlete for sure I mean again the size thing to me it was just I think he's he looks bigger on the field his 190 frame you know I, I think that he is going to be one of those guys that adds weight very easily you know, and, and gets faster and more explosive. And that's why I mentioned, you know, what ETN looked like in high school, his senior year, because, you know, I kind of see that same thing for Ruben Owens here the next few years. Now, one question that needs to be asked with Ruben Owens is, does he actually end up going and playing at, at Louisville? Because Scott Satterfield, after a rough start and a difficult beginning to his coaching tenure overall, we don't know if he's going to be there. And despite whoever ends up coming in to be that next head coach, they're going to want to keep Ruben Owens. But does Ruben Owens want to come and play for a completely different guy? Obviously, NIL has an impact more than it has ever had in that decision to maintain where you're going to play. The collective is what you're deciding for in this situation somewhat if there is a coaching change. But do we think that Ruben Owens actually sticks going to Louisville? Does that make sense for him to continue to go there if Satterfield is not there uh, come the end of this season. The more that Louisville struggles, the higher the NI deal has to go up. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's just that simple. Like it really is. It's that crazy. Unless there is just, you know, for whatever reason, if uh, he does lose his job and they go into a different direction and they get a guy like, you know, I don't know, like Urban Meyer, you know, I hate to mention that, you know, it's too soon, honestly, in my vote. But like if they get someone with that type of prestige, that comes with it. I feel like that's the only way for him to kind of stick there. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that it's it. There's just so many moving parts to it, right, Joe? It's like, is Satterfield out? What does the end of the season look like? Who's the new coach if Satterfield is out? Like, there's just so many variables. I, I mean, right now, the the point of the matter is is that other teams are still coming at Ruben Owens hard, right? So if they, if they continue to have not great success throughout the rest of the season then you know it, it leaves it open for a potential decommitment, but I don't really like speculating on whether a kid's going to decommit or not. Number two on today's discussion is Cedric Baxter. He is committed to play for a program on the rise under Steve Sarkeesian, that of course being Texas. Number two running back per 247 Sports. He's coming out of Edgewater High School in Orlando, Florida. 
six foot one, two fifteen, which sounds crazy to say for a high school running back recruit that he has that size. And we were talking about a little bit before that, despite the fact that he's two hundred and fifteen pounds, he's a kid that feels like he might even get bigger than the size that he's currently listed at. And you might expect, folks, a guy that we're talking about, a big running back like this. My man's a very downhill runner. My man runs hard. He runs heavy. He's an aggressive guy. And he is, I think, the epitome of the description of running with bad intentions. And if you're in his way, you better get out of the way if you're if you're not ready to take on that contact. Yeah, he's downhill, man. That's the perfect way to put it, right? Like he's 215. I think he's going to be 220 plus pretty early in his career. And this is an early down ball carrier, man. Like this is the guy, the lead back to a committee approach, right? Like I don't know if he's to 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 Matt's you know perspective on what Ruben Owens can bring in the passing game. I don't know if I quite get that with Cedric, right? Like I don't know if we're going to be flexing him out wide and using him in the passing game and letting him run routes and do all type of stuff. But as an early down ball carrier, man, this kid is an angry downhill cat who's explosive and is going to create hidden yardage right like he is going to move the pile he's going to be a nice player in short yardage and goal line explosive downhill thumper and this guy i think is kind of a little bit of a tone setter in the backfield yeah and you can see that he has good speed you know like uh, mm-hmm. to say that he doesn't have game breaking speed like I, again haven't been doing this long enough and watching enough high school film to say that he's uh you know one of those like super elite level guys but he does play football in Florida and he's outrunning a lot of Florida guys. So he must be pretty fast. And, you know, the other thing that really is just jumping off the screen to me with him is his power, his power to just run through arm tackles and the ability to really like aggressively stick his right foot and left foot in the ground and, and cut and get vertical, you know? And I think that's the reason why on so many of his highlights, you see him just running through these arm tackles because even though he is changing direction, he has great pad level. He's low to the ground. And obviously his size being at 215 pounds, once he gets his motor going, uh, it's tough to tackle in high school. And he's another guy that's like, told, man, it's scary, man. He gets into a college weight room. You know, we'll see what happens here because uh, I, I was really impressed. I think, you know, on my list, I think I like Cedric. Uh, Baxter a little bit more than Ruben Owens as just like a pure running back. But I do like the fact of Ruben Owens being a, maybe a little bit more versatile of like an Alvin Kamara type of player too for an offense. So that's where I kind of went back and forth. I literally watched both of their films back and forth. I was like, which one would I take over? But uh, nonetheless, Cedric Baxter, there is definitely a home for him, uh, you know, in, in a Texas offense that occasionally will need tough running. Joe, I know that you were a long snapper, so you never tackled anyone, but this is the oh, number one player oh, on the that list. That is just like Stop, so man. rude right there. How <laughs> yeah, dare you on, take man. a shot like that? <laughs> Special teams Joe. people are people too, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're very good point. Joe, but, Joe, I will be serious, man, for a second. Okay. Ruben Owens is the number one player on this list that I would not want to tackle. Like, I, I do not want to tackle any of these cats, but number one is Ruben <laughs> Owens. We're getting downhill. Like, I do not want to see him in between the tackles. Continuing with Baxter, he one of the things that you guys talked about in his ability to handle contact, that's the big thing for me when you have a power back. is like you can have a big running back that gets knocked over or is too, too far forward leaning and doesn't really handle contact very well, but what makes him the, the best power rusher in this class according to all the, the rankings that are out there is that contact balance. Like That was one thing that really popped to me and understandably he's going up against high schoolers. Like he's going up against guys who 
are significantly smaller than the, the defenders that he is going to face once he gets to Texas and in the SEC once Texas makes that transition. But you see how aggressively he runs. He's not easy to take down because of that ability to just power through any would-be tackler. It has it takes a lot. It takes rallying, which is a really strong sign for a running back. And he's going to fit really, really nicely into the Sarkeesian offense based on what we see B. John Robinson doing right now. Cedric I Baxter definitely agree was, with that. Definitely. Yeah. I think he definitely fits well into Texas and what they're doing and adds another level of just adaptability depending on what the defense or who their matchup is going forward for sure. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. I was just going to say that I, I think it's a perfect note there, Joe, is that them transitioning to the SEC, like this is an SEC looking running back, right? Like he looks like your typical Alabama style of runner. That's what Cedric Baxter looks like to me. And then you even see what Texas has done over the last couple of years with guys like Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson. They like bigger backs in, in their in their own right as well. So I think that Cedric is a perfect fit, not only in Texas, but also transitioning to the SEC. Yeah, Baxter, just to wrap up our thoughts on him, we're all agreeing here that he is a really nice fit. In terms of the outlook and, and how quickly he can maybe step in, do we think that this is one of those guys that Bijan's going to be a part of this 2023 NFL draft class very different build of a player very different type of running back because he's got a little bit more game-breaking speed still an aggressive runner as we've talked about on the NFL draft show that we do Ryan but do we think that Baxter maybe when things free up and Bijan's gone is a player who is good enough right now to be a starter uh, maybe as a freshman or just a contributor as a freshman I, I, I mean, think it really Sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. It's all right. We were both excited to jump on that one. Go ahead. You <laughs> yeah. started off. <laughs> no, I was just I was just gonna say that for me, Joe. I mean, it really depends on what the rest of the room looks like. Like, I think that he's gonna come in and he's gonna warrant carries. Like Baxter's the good enough player where he's gonna come in and he's gonna get touches, there's no doubt. But Texas does have really good depth on with Roshan Johnson and Keelan Robinson, who was once at Alabama, right? So it really depends on who comes back in the room as far as the ability to start, but Regardless, I do think that Baxter is going to come in and he's going to warrant carries early. And, and just to add to that, just the fact that he is going to Texas and he is with Star Steve Sarkeesian, excuse me, that their offense will have a little bit more of a, a different demand than he's probably used to in high school just because of the fact that with Sarkeesian's background in the NFL, you know, pass protection will be an important thing. You know, can he actually identify who the blitzers are that he needs to protect? You know, we'll be able to scan for linebackers and, you know, and I think all those little things will kind of be the difference in whether or not he gets on the field early on in his career. I mean, eventually he's going to get on the field. There's no doubt about that. But I think those will be the biggest things. And he fortunately played against my former high school at Don Bosco Prep actually this season. And wow. I got a chance to talk to a few of those coaches. And just a year ago, I was actually on that staff coaching. And I know there's like five or six guys on that team that are really big football players that are division one football players and, and D one double a football players that are good. Right. And they, they just couldn't get over just how good of a player he was, how well-rounded of an athlete he was. And just, you know, again, like how aggressive he ran in the game. And, uh, and listen, when a New Jersey coaching staff is saying that, you know, we don't like to admit to any of those type of things. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's a credit to him and his ability. So, uh, just wanted to kind of, you know, shoot that out there because, uh, you know, when when guys at, at a, a pride school like Don Bosco Prep say that this guy runs aggressive, he runs hard and he tore us up, that that's saying a lot. 
Matt, I'm, I'm curious, and I'm, I'm not sure how much you might know about this, but like, what was the attempt to try to slow him down? If you <laughs> were able to, like, I'm, ser I'm so serious because it's like, how do you game plan to slow down a guy like this? It's really interesting watching him go against high schoolers. It's almost like you need to, to have four or five guys rallying to him every single time at the end of a play. Was there like a, a different approach or was it, you know, like, let's just see what happens here. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's like it's like the Mike Tyson saying, right? You got a great plan, you know, until you get punched in the face. And I think it was one of those things where Bosco thought like, yeah, we're going to wrap up. We're going to gang tackle. We're going to get to the football. And then the game starts and they're like, man, all right, this guy's like on another level. Um, and I think that was one of those things. They, you know, of course, the old coach could say, we got to tackle better, man. We got to <laughs> tackle better. But when you get a guy that's going to Texas and, you know, playing at a high level, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. And when I watched those highlights, that's why I was like, man, because uh, that is definitely something that our area prides itself on is being physical and tackling. And the fact that he was just kind of cutting through them, you know, like a buzzsaw really just, you know, again, just adds to maybe probably the reason why I kept going back and forth as far as who I would have ranked one, two, three, and four, because uh, I was just so impressed with his physicality in the game. The number three running back in the 247 sports rankings, Richard Young, is who we have up next from Lehigh Senior in Lehigh Acres, Florida, 5'11", 200 pounds. He is one of the two running backs that is committed to Alabama in this class, but Young himself, really more of a compact runner, and it's kind of funny to see that he's listed at a similar size as Ruben Owens, and I think that the, the size differential is, is pretty noticeable on tape. But that compact running style, he really plays well behind it. I think out of all the guys that we watched, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this. I thought he was the most shifty. I thought he was the you know the most crafty and had you know some of the best footwork in his cuts. Uh, it does help that he's a lot smaller than the other guys that we're discussing today. But that shiftiness really popped to me when I was watching his highlights. This is my favorite player of the four that we've talked about today. I think that kind of what Matt highlighted earlier. I think that when you're looking at a Cedric Baxter, he may be a little more powerful downhill than Richard Young, right? When you're talking about a Ruben Owens, he may be a little more quick in the open field than a Richard Young. But I think Richard Young brings an all-around profile that I really love in that regard, right? Like, I think he has a good elements of power. I think he's got good initial burst. I think that he gets to top speed pretty quickly. Do I think he has home run ability? No, not really. But I think it's solid speed for his size. And I think that he has a, a just a... Nice all-around profile. Like, I think he's a kid that could split out wide and do some stuff in the passing game. I think that he can run inside gap schemes, power, outside zone. I think he can do a little bit of everything. So I'm a big fan of Richard Young. I think he's got a really nice all-around profile as a runner. I mean, the simple fact is, is that if Alabama is offering you as a running back, you're a good football player because I feel like they don't miss often at this position. They're kind of becoming that running back receiver you lately, where if you're a receiver, if you're a running back and they want you, then clearly you are top of the list or top of the heap as far as the rest of the country goes. And, you know, I hate to admit it, but I actually agree. I think that he is the best running back in the group too. God, mm. I, I just I, I actually admitted with the the Notre Dame Fighting Irishman, but um, <laughs> yeah, just powerful can really burst, you know. And I and same as you, Joe. I think that he has the quickest feet when he is in traffic out of all four running backs. There was a few times where like he's in the lane and all of a sudden it's just like typewriter, it's like bah, 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 and he's out of there, you know. Like and I just couldn't get over the fact of how he was able to like almost do a ladder drill you know, in the middle of a play with just getting his feet in and out of a space. 
Um, and yeah, he's, he's definitely my favorite runner. And I think he's, uh, he's like a good all around, just born to be a running back type of football player. I, I think efficiency is the biggest thing for me too, Matt. Like I think the foot quickness is good. Like everything's good. It's just all around good stuff. But then he's also just like no wasted mo movements, right? No second guessing of cuts. Like he just gets in and out and he knows how to play a position, man. And I think that can't be undersold. There's just a, a very natural feel to him at the running back position, which I love right. to watch. Now talking about how a guy like Richard Young is going to fit at Alabama. We, we discussed how his talent level is really, really important and why it's indicative of why he's going to fit nicely with Alabama. However, if we look at the history of Alabama running backs, they love to turn to bigger guys. If you look at the most recent that's come out, Brian Robinson, bigger running back. Uh, there is a history of large, powerful runners, and Richard Young is kind of the opposite of that. He's a lot more smaller. He is not really a power runner. How do we think he's going to fit into this offense, and how do we think he can be utilized uh, for Alabama going forward? I think it's a meshing of two different skill sets, right? Like you just mentioned it yourself, Joe. They have a guy like a Jameer Gibbs who's much more of a small, shifty runner that's kind of more of a home run threat compared to what they've had over the last couple of years. And But I think that Richard, Richard Young can kind of do a little bit of both, you know? Like I don't think you have to pigeonhole him into one specific scheme, one specific run style. Like this kid can do a little bit of everything. So I think he's going to mesh well. And then we obviously didn't talk about Justice Haynes in the, in this breakdown, obviously the other running back going Alabama, but I think those two players are going to fit really well together and their styles mesh very coherently. So I really like the Richard Rogers, Richard, <laughs> Richard Rogers, Richard Young is going to fit in Alabama because I think he has a lot of different style to him. And it's one of those things that, you know, you watch film, you self-scout all the time. You're watching games. Yeah, hey, they got a lot of big physical running backs, absolutely. But then sometimes, you know, it's to your benefit to have more of that guy that is more of like that pinball between the tackles, that is low to the ground, that is powerful. And, you know, I think it's just like you're saying, it's just an added advantage to have a multitude of versatility throughout your position group than it is to have five or six guys of the same person you know you, you go out there and you recruit hey every receiver we want is six five six five six five you know then you get into the game and you're like man we don't have that shifty running back or that receiver that we need in space on third down and i think that's what richard young does i think he is you know a powerful hard-nosed running back that alabama absolutely loves and needs and appreciates i also think that he's that quick-footed you know balanced running back too that they can rely on on first second and third down you know, and he's a guy, too, that I could see, like, he would be absolutely perfect in a really good executed screen game with all the stuff that they do with their quarterback and getting him out in space versus linebackers um, because he is going to have that ability to run through arm tackles. He is going to have that burst. And that was really the one, you know, probably the top thing that, you know, put me at the top of the list for him compared to the other four or other three, excuse me, is that his ability to, you know, have those typewriter feet but then to get to full speed was the most impressive, you know, and listen, we all have that. All these guys that can open field, they can run. They can outrun all three of us very easily in the open field. Right. But it's the fact that he can accelerate from zero to 60 is what I thought was most impressive about Richard Young and probably why Alabama loves it, too, because they know that in that league in the SEC, it is about being aggressive, hitting the hole, and that it is about accelerating fast against a secondary that is just as fast, if not faster than you. Our last running back that we're discussing on today's show is actually the number five ranked player 
in the running back class per 247 sports. Naples High School from Naples, Florida, six foot two, 195, currently committed to Arkansas. I was obsessed with watching Isaiah Ogostave, who is a massive running back, the biggest of the bunch. He's very lean. He's a lean runner, but his acceleration, his speed, a guy that big is not supposed to be moving that fast and that fluidly. I believe the number that I saw is that this is a 4-4 athlete. At the very least, he is a 4-4 athlete. He picks up speed so well. But the one thing that I loved about Ogostave is his demeanor, his aggressiveness. You saw an aggressive attempt, intent as a rusher. He was looking to do damage. And there were also some plays in his highlight tape that he threw in there where he was a blocker. He was a downfield blocker. And he was smacking dudes as well. So that is the 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 intent, the willingness, the aggressiveness that I love to see see from bigger running backs. And I think Arkansas here has a really nice player that they're adding to their running back room. The fact that you said it right is just that when you put blocking highlights on your highlight for a run that goes four (laughs) yards, you know, that just tells you that he takes tremendous pride in that. He takes tremendous pride in his physicality for his team. And, and, and the thing is, too, that really just, again, it's just so noticeable is that you see their team is very simple. They're running the football. Every mm-hmm. defender is within eight or seven yards of the line of scrimmage. Like, they're not messing around. It's a tight tackle box. You know, all 11 players are like this to stop their run game. And that's where you see that aggressive, violent, strong running because he has no choice but to run through the entire defense on his explosive runs. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Just good balance, you know, especially through contact was one of those things that, you know, especially at those higher levels in the SEC, you're going to get contact early and often as a running back. And the fact that he has the balance and the speed, you know, to get to that second gear with that physicality, I think is extremely important for him. Matt, you said that Ruben Owens was a little leggy. This uh, Augustave is very leggy. He's a yeah, kid but at that, the same time, he's got he's like a little bit more dense looking than Ruben Owens is. You know, oh, like yes. like oh, yes. Ruben. I mean, uh, Augustave, and I love the name too. By the way, you know, it sounds like <laughs> you know, like a really like uh, exotic like coffee or something like that. But um, I mean, dude, like just really is super impressive as far as his physicality and the way that he looks on film. And I don't think he's anywhere near like I think this is a guy that really could just like blow up into a whole nother stratosphere of size and strength here in another year or two. 100 percent. I think that for me, body type wise, I see a little Najee Harris, not like stylistically kind of comparing him to there, but I could see him being six, one and a half, six, two and two hundred twenty five pounds, like to your right. point. Right. Like this kid could be a massive young man. Leggy in the sense of like, hey, he's got some long strides to him too, man. Like right. he, when he opens up the gate, he's moving a little bit, right? And he's got kind of that physical downhill demeanor, but also has a little more juice than maybe you anticipate. I think he is not maybe more like good. a Le'Veon Bell kind of Pittsburgh running That's back, right? Yeah, it's not fast. bad. He feels you know? faster than bad. Le'Veon Bell, though. That's the like he's a lot quicker. Le'Veon was like a four six guy. I th- feel like he wasn't. I don't know though. Remember young Le'Veon though? What before you know he had that hiatus out of football? Yeah. Like there was there was some different type of plays out there than I think you you know the last yeah. experience you had with him. Yeah, a lot more juice when he was younger for sure. And and I th- feel like I mean Joe, like I I don't think that this kid is as nuanced as, co- as a couple of these players. Like, I think there's a little more natural feel to the game right now for like a Ruben Owens or Richard Young right now. But I think when you look at Augustave, 
he might have as much upside as anyone on this list when you really kind of put everything together, right? Because he's a big, strong, physical athlete that has speed. So if, he, if everything kind of clicks for him on the next level, I think this could be big time. And he's going, I know we're going to talk about fit, but like with Arkansas too, with how they run the football, with what they're doing with like Raheem Rocket Sanders, really nice fit for that system, I think too. And I, I think this might be, actually, I don't think it's an aggressive take at all. I know that you guys like Richard Young better but I think that Augustave is somebody in two years, he might red shirt because they already have some guys lined up. But in two years, everyone's going to be like, where the heck did this guy come from? Because he's the fifth guy down on the list and he's not ranked as highly. No one's going to be talking about him as much. Everyone's going to be talking about Ruben Owens because he's the top player and he went to Louisville and he's probably going to play right away. But Augustave, he gets into the mix. He's playing behind a really good offensive line. He might be a guy that rushes for you know a crazy rushing total. I totally agree that he has the most upside based on what I saw with his stats. He didn't have as many touches. And I think that might be part of the reason why maybe there is a less uh, willingness to project on him. And you're willing to push up some of these other guys, but he is, I think the most talented in terms of his ceiling out of the group of players that we watched uh, this past week. And I think it's because the fact that he plays for a high school team that is very old school, you know, condensed close to the line of scrimmage. And it's the fact that like when he gets to that next level, that he'll be able to be a part of an offense that uh, can distribute the football a little bit better, can use the field to their advantage, you know, and that's where you're going to see him take that jump because now he's going to be running against, you know, fronts that have five or six guys in them instead of all 11, you know, at the line of scrimmage. So I think that advantage to him is he's going to get to college and he's like, whoa, there's not as many people around the line of scrimmage as usual. This is pretty cool, you know, and. That's where, like, I think for him, he's going to have a tremendous growth, too, of actually having that space available to him more often than what he saw in high school. Now, the one thing with him that I just want to address, and I was toning this guy's uh, beforehand, I think that there's a possibility with Ogostave that he might get flipped to another position. And he plays multiple positions right now in high school. I think he was listed as a, as a linebacker and even listed as a tight end he put on his huddle, which is kind of very odd to see as, as one of the positions that was put down for him. But he, as we've broken down, aggressive player. He almost feels like he's a linebacker playing running back. Part of me partially wonders if maybe he gets to Arkansas and they go down and they lose a running or a, a linebacker and they need to bump him in. And then that's just the, the rest of it. He, out of any of these guys, I think could play another position for sure because of his build, his size, his explosiveness, but at the very least, he's going to play some position early if it's on offense or defense. I mean, he's a big, strong athlete, right? So the potential is always there. I think of like Steel Chambers that plays for Ohio State right now, right? Like he was a top-ranked running back. Now he's a starting linebacker for the team. Like those transitions happen from time to time. I think it's really about what the projection looks like, right? Like what's the running back room look like? What's the depth of different positions? It's a lot of lot of variables that kind of go for the context of a position switch. But I agree with you in the in the sense, Joe, that like size, strength, speed combination. If this kid's two hundred twenty plus pounds, he could easily play linebacker. There's no doubt because he has that type of profile. Yeah, I mean, seeing him at lining up at like a weak side linebacker for you and just cleaning up every play, you know, that's run away from him and then being stout like in the past game too. Like I think that's something that obviously can be, uh, you know. Something that we could see very easily, you know, potentially in his future. But I think the fact that he lists himself as a tight end, too, is because he does take tremendous pride in being that physical person, you know. And that's something where 
I think he understands too that the more he has to uh, offer a football team as far as his ability to do multiple things, the better chance it is for him to get on the football field. And he's a guy too that, like, you know, if we were doing this for, uh, you know, uh, a scouting report for the NFL, I'd be like, this guy is like a 12 year. He's going to play special teams and be on kickoff and kickoff return and punt and punt return because he's tough. He he's physical. He plays every down like it's his last down. And, you know, it's like that's why he's going to be in the league for 12 years guaranteed because of that. And that's where I see him having an advantage, maybe not as the punt returner or kick returner, but him making an impact on the field in multiple ways um, outside of just the running back position. Folks, thanks for tuning in. That is going to be it for us here on the first team. If you missed any of our last shows, which was the quarterback grouping, make sure you go check that out. Uh, also, we're going to be moving on to receivers, so make sure you're subscribed, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you can get uh, your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our future breakdown episodes. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Ryan at Rise and Draft on Twitter, and you can follow Matt at Sims Complete QB. We'll be back with more folks. Stay tuned.